This is Pastor Rick's Daily Hope, the audio broadcast ministry of Pastor Rick Warren. Today we continue in our series called Strategies for Stressful Times. In these lessons, Rick shares biblical wisdom for navigating difficult and stressful times so that you can experience God's peace and thrive in any situation. But before we get started, we want to let you know that very generous friends of the ministry are offering a $100,000 matching grant. That means every dollar you give right now to help Daily Hope share the hope of Jesus around the world will be matched up to $100,000, making your gift go twice as far. You can find out more by going to PastorRick.com or by texting the word HOPE to 800-600-5004. Now, here's Pastor Rick Warren with part one of a message called How to Trust God When You Don't Like the Changes in Your Life. As your pastor, I am deeply concerned about how you're handling the trauma and the stress of all of the changes that have taken place in your life in the past 18 months. Now, certainly the global pandemic of COVID uh, changed everything, Uh, but there's a lot of other changes going on in the world at the same time. And that's why I started this short series a couple weeks ago that I'm calling Strategies for Stressful Times. Strategies for Stressful Times. And we're looking at tips and strategies and skills from the scripture on how do you handle when things aren't good. Uh, the first message, you remember a couple weeks ago, I did a message called Finding the Strength to Keep Going When You're Emotionally Worn Out. Anybody ever felt that way? Emotionally worn out? Yeah. And then last week we looked at how do you be happy uh, no matter what happens? And we talked about how happiness is a choice. It doesn't depend on happenings. You're as happy as you choose to be. If you're unhappy, you can't blame your wife or your husband or anybody else You're as happy as you choose to be. I know people in much worse situations than us that have chosen to be happy. This week, in part three of this Strategies for Stressful Times, I want us to look at how do you trust God during changes you don't like? How do you trust God for changes you don't like during those changes? Now, we all know that uh, everything constantly changes. Everything is constantly changing. In fact, even material objects are actually changing at the molecular level constantly. There are protons and neutrons and and, uh, electrons that are zipping around in these metal bars. They look like they're solid. They're moving at a molecular level. Now, while we love some changes, and we all do, we love some changes, but there are some changes we just hate. And there are seasons, like the one we're in right now, where change is so rapid and so relentless that you just get tired of it. And right now we have been hit with so many unwanted uh, changes that as I talk to people, they're reeling from it. They are literally reeling. And so many people, maybe you feel this way, just feel like they're in limbo right now. They're just treading water because you're unable to get on with your life, unable to get out of what's going on, and it feels like we're, we can't really get on going because we don't know how long this thing's gonna last. And a lot of people are just overwhelmed and they're just barely getting by. I care about you if you feel that way. And so today, as I've studied God's word all this week, I, I wanna give you some very practical, 
guidance from God's word on how do you trust God when you're going through changes in your life that you don't like. You'll have plenty of those in life. And what I wanna do is I wanna give you, I wanna summarize what scripture says. Five things, five truths you need to remember and five things you need to do, okay? So if you get out your message notes, we'll look at these five things you need to remember when you're going through changes you don't like. And how do you keep trusting God in those situations? So anytime you're overwhelmed by change, there are five things you need to remember. So write these down. Number one, this one's kind of obvious, but we need to start with it. Change is unavoidable. Okay, that's the first thing. We all know that, but we just need to be reminded that change is unavoidable. No matter how much you like a change or how much you dislike a change, no matter how much you like the way things have been, they're not going to stay the same. Now, when change happens and it's constant, uh, you can complain or you can grumble or you can get mad or you can blame other people. Uh, you can even try to stop the change futilely because you can't stop change, but things are still going to keep changing. Every moment of your life, you are changing for good or for bad. Now, when God created the earth, way back in the beginning, here's the, one of the first things he said in Genesis 8, verse 22. As long as the earth remains, there will be springtime and harvest, cold and heat, winter and summer, day and night. What's he saying? He's saying that everything on this planet is seasonal. Nothing stays the same. We live in a world of opposites. Uh, and the world isn't the same the way it used to be. Your family isn't the same the way it used to be. Uh, your job isn't the same it used to be. You aren't the same that you used to be. As I said, even inanimate audio, uh, uh, objects like this table, it looks solid, but actually at a molecular level, it's moving constantly on the inside. <laughs> Many of you know that I drove the same green Ford truck for 20 years. Why? I liked it, okay? I, I, didn't, I don't buy a car for, for bling or to, to show my status. I, it got me the same way a Rolls Royce would, and it was comfortable. And frankly, I would have driven that 20-year-old truck for the rest of the life, but, but after a quarter of a million miles, it started changing. And it started breaking down, and it started falling apart. And I couldn't stand to give it away, so actually it's parked in my barn, even though I... I don't drive it anymore. Now, I've taught this for decades. Look there in your outline. I've taught you that there is no growth without change. There is no growth without change. There is no change without loss. There is no loss without grief. And there is no grief without pain. A person who wants to grow and be better, but not go through the pain of change, it's like a woman saying, I want to have a baby, but I don't want my tummy to get bigger and I don't want to go through labor. It isn't going to happen. They don't call it labor for nothing. Any of you ladies want to testify to that right now? To bring new life into the world requires pain. Things change. But remember this, if nothing ever changed, you would have never been born because you were a change. You, were, you wouldn't have even been born. So 
change is unavoidable. Okay, we got that one down. Here's number two. This is more important. Change is not always good, but God uses it for good. Change is not always good, but God uses it for good in the lives of those who trust him. It's not good for everybody, but it is good in the lives of those who trust him. One of the greatest promises of the Bible, Romans 8, 28. We know, not we're confident, that in all things, God works for the good of those who love him, who have been called according to his purpose. Now, as I've said many times, that verse does not say everything is good. There's not a lot of things in the world that are not good. Evil is not good. Cancer is not good. Rape, molestation is not good. War, prejudice is not good. A lot of bad things in the world. But the Bible says God specializes in bringing good even out of bad. He can turn crucifixions into a resurrection. And the way God works all things together for good is kind of like baking a cake. Now, you may not realize this, but I'm a master cake builder. I know how to bake cakes because I figured if I want to eat them, I don't know how to make them. I once made a German chocolate cake from scratch, no box, for my wife's birthday. So I know how to make cakes. Now, when you make a cake, the individual ingredients don't taste good at all. In fact, some of them are quite bitter. If you eat flour by itself, doesn't taste good. Uh, you eat uh, butter by itself, doesn't taste good. If you eat baking powder by itself, oil by itself, doesn't taste good. Even a little vanilla, raw eggs by themselves. None of the ingredients in a cake taste good by themselves. But if you mix them all together, stir it all up and stir and stir and stir, and then put the heat on it, it's delicious. Delicious. In your life, there will be elements of your life that are bitter and unpleasant. And you go, that doesn't taste good. I don't like that change in my life. I don't like what just happened. I don't like what's happening in the world today. But God takes it all, and he takes even the bad and the bitter. Have you ever drunk some vanilla by itself? It's not very tasty. And he mixes it all up. All things work together for the good of those who love God, who are called according to his purpose. You're listening to Pastor Rick's Daily Hope. Rick will be back in just a moment with the rest of today's lesson. You can sign up for Pastor Rick's free email devotional at PastorRick.com. That's PastorRick.com. Do you ever wonder if your life really matters or what on earth are you here for? Pastor Rick says, God has a good plan and purpose for your life. And in his best-selling book, The Purpose Driven Life, he lays out an easy-to-follow roadmap for your spiritual journey, a journey that will transform your life. As you go through this book, you'll discover that real meaning and significance come from understanding and fulfilling God's purpose for you here on earth, and how living out the purpose you were created for moves you beyond mere survival and success to a life of significance, the life you were meant to live. For a limited time, we are offering this timeless classic in a special leather edition featuring gold foil cover art and gilded pages. 
It's a great addition to your personal library, and it also makes a wonderful gift with eternal benefits. Get your special edition of The Purpose Driven Life with a beautiful leather cover today as a thank you for your gift to help take the hope of Jesus to people around the world through Daily Hope. There's only three days left to get this great resource, so don't wait. Just go to PastorRick.com or text the word HOPE to 800-600-5004 to get your special edition of The Purpose Driven Life with a beautiful leather cover. And all this month, any gift you give will be matched by very generous friends up to $100,000. This matching grant is only available until midnight on December 31st, so please contact us today. Again, that's PastorRick.com or text the word HOPE to 800-600-5004. Thank you so much for your support. Once again, here's Rick. Now, the most important word in that verse that we just looked at on your outline, Romans 8, 28, is the word all. So circle the word all. What does all include? In all things, God works for the good of those who love it. That means all. It literally means all. It means every circumstance you face, every choice you make, every consequence you feel, and every change you experience, including all of the changes we've just had in the last 18 months, all work together for the good of those who love God. You know, some people act as if God was caught off guard by COVID-19. Like God goes, wow, I didn't see that coming. I didn't imagine that world global uh, a pandemic ever happening. And I had no idea what it was gonna do to all my churches. Man, am I in a mess. The church has outlasted everything for 2,000 years. Every dictator, every pandemic, every fire, every flood, every revolution, every critic is still here, and none of those things are. Now, the difference between whether you're going to be bitter at the end of this season we're in, a rapid change and relentless change, are you going to be bitter or are you going to be better? The difference is the letter I. The difference between better and better is I. I make the difference, my attitude. So I need to remember that change is not always good, but God always uses it for good if I trust him. Number three, here's the third thing to remember. God's purpose in every circumstance, every one of them, including the ones we're going through right now, is to make me more like Jesus. God's purpose in every change in my life is to make me more like Jesus. Now, the promise of Romans 8.28 is a wonderful promise, but it doesn't really make sense until you read the next verse, Romans 8.29. So let me read you those two verses together from the New Living Translation. Here's what it says. We know, in other words, we're not guessing, we know that God causes everything, even the bad stuff, even the bad changes. God causes everything to work together for the good of everybody, no, for the good of those who love him and are called to his purpose for them. For God knew in advance who would come to him. He already knew before you decided to accept Christ that you were gonna accept him. He knew in advance who would come to him and he chose them to circle this, become like his son. 
so that his son, Jesus, would be the firstborn in his family with many brothers and sisters. God doesn't just want you in his family. He wants you to develop the family characteristics of a daughter of God or a son of God, a child of God, like father, like son, like father, like daughter. God says, I want you to grow up. And who's the model for maturity? Not you or me, Jesus Christ. And God says, my number one goal in your life is to make you like Jesus Christ. His number one goal is not to make you happy. His number one goal is not to make you comfortable. His number one goal is to not make your life pleasant. Those things are the result of becoming like Christ. This is not heaven. In heaven, there's no sorrow, suffering, sadness, sickness. But on earth, everything's broken. And so what's the, what are we doing here? This is a school in character. For the 60 or 80 or 90 or at the most 100 years you get on this planet, you're in school for character. You're not taking your career to heaven. You're not taking your cash to heaven. You're not taking your reputation to heaven. What are you taking to heaven? Only one thing, your character, what you became, the man you became on this earth, you're taking that to heaven. The woman you became on this earth, you're taking that to heaven. So his number one goal, God uses everything for our good. And what is that good? He uses it to build my character. He uses it to make me more like Jesus. So what is Jesus like? The best picture of Jesus in the Bible is Galatians chapter 2, verses 23 and 24, 22 and 23. They're called the fruit of the Spirit, nine character qualities. The fruit of the Spirit are love, Jesus is love, joy, Jesus is total joy, peace, Jesus was always at peace, Patience, gentleness, goodness, faithfulness, meekness, kindness, self-control. These nine qualities are a perfect picture of Jesus. Now, how does God produce that kind of fruit in you? How does God make you more loving? Are you just walking down the street one day and all of a sudden, zap, you're filled with love and I'm so loving, I love everybody. I'm just the lover of lovers. No, 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 it doesn't, doesn't zap. There's no pill you can take, no seminar you can attend that's gonna turn you from a hater into a lover or from a loving person into a really compassionate person. How does God produce love in your life? How does God produce joy in your life? How does God produce peace and patience in your life? Listen very closely, I've told you this before, but I'll tell it to you again. By putting you in the exact opposite situation where you get a chance to learn and practice that character quality. How does God teach you love? It's real easy to love people like you who are cool. If God's gonna teach you real love, he's gonna put you around some unlovable people. Unlovely people. Now don't look at them right now. Don't hit them in the elbow with your elbow. Be cool. But God puts people around you who get on your nerves to teach you real love. They're heavenly sandpaper. They're running, roughing down your rough edges. Anybody can love the lovely. How do you learn to love the unlovely the way Jesus loves you? In spite of all your hangups and hurts and stuff. How about joy? How does God teach you real joy? In the middle of suffering, in the middle of grief, Joy is not happiness. Anybody can be happy when you're out, you know, at a bonfire at the beach and the sun's setting. Man, it doesn't get any better than this. 
Anybody can be happy fly fishing in the mountains. If God's going to teach you real joy, it'll be in the middle when your heart's breaking. How about peace? How does God teach you peace? It's easy to be peaceful when everything's going your way. He'll allow chaos in your life, conflict in your life to teach you inner peace, the peace that passes understanding, which says there's no reason I should be peaceful now, but I am. Patience. How does God teach you patience? The Department of Motor Vehicles. <laughs> Waiting in line, traffic jams. Delayed doctor's appointments and on. Anytime you have to wait, God is teaching you the quality of patience to make you more like Jesus. I remember a number of years ago when I was going through major problems and I said, Lord, I need patience. And instead uh, of getting better, they got worse. They got worse. And I said, Lord, I need more patience. And, the pa and my problems got worse. And that, Lord, I need more patience. It got worse. Finally, after six months, I realized I'm a lot more patient than when I started out. <laughs> it's easy to be patient. Everything goes your way. Have you thought about maybe the last 18 months God has been trying to teach you love for people who are unlovely, joy in the middle of crisis, peace in the middle of chaos and uncertainty, and transition when you feel like you're in limbo, patience with people who won't be, won't do what you want them to do, and on and on and on. This is a school we're in right now, and God's watching. Change is not always good, but God uses it for good, and the purpose is to always make me more like Jesus. Thank you so much for listening to Pastor Rick's Daily Hope. We've got some incredible news to share with you. Very generous friends have given a $100,000 matching grant to this ministry. That means all this month, every dollar you give to help Daily Hope share the transforming love of Jesus with people around the world will be matched up to $100,000. Here's Rick to tell you more. Did you know that today there's still almost 3,000 groups of people around the world that have no Bible, no believer in Christ, and no body of Christ, no church? Over 3,000 of those small tribes. One of the reasons I started Daily Hope was to help bring this awareness to the world and raise the funds to get a Bible, a believer, and a body of Christ in these last 3,000 tribes. I call it the final frontier. These people not only need to hear about the love of Jesus, they need to grow up. They need to be discipled in their faith. Now, I, I admit this is a big vision, but it's an important vision. It's a global vision. It's a timely vision. But every vision requires provision. And honestly, we wouldn't be able to even go after these tribes without your help. And that's why I can't fully express how much I appreciate your support for Daily Hope. When you give to this ministry, you're not only supporting this broadcast, but you're supporting our efforts to go to the final frontier, the final 3,000 tribes that have no Bible, no believer, and no body of Christ. Now, the reason I'm telling you this is I'm excited to share we have a generous couple who's offered a $100,000 matching grant gift to Daily Hope. What does that mean? It means any gift you give between now and the end of December will be doubled to match that amount. So I want to ask you to please prayerfully consider how you could give today to help us reach 
the final frontier of these tribes that have never heard the name of Christ in the coming year. Now, friends, even if you can't help us financially, I want to ask you to pray. Pray for us and pray these specific prayer requests that I will faithfully teach God's word in a way that blesses you and penetrates the hearts of people who don't know Christ. Pray for the Daily Hope team that God will encourage them as they create all of our discipleship tools and materials, which we want you to have to help you. And most of all, pray for these unreached tribes and groups of people who've never heard the name of Jesus. I'm praying for you during uh, this Christmas season. Thank you so much for your generosity. Thank you for your prayers. Thank you for your support. You make it possible. Now, in order to help get God's word out to the world, very generous friends have pledged a matching grant to Daily Hope. That means any gift you give will be doubled up to $100,000. You can give right now by going to PastorRick.com or by texting the word HOPE to 800-600-5004. We'll say thanks by sending you the special edition of The Purpose Driven Life with a beautiful leather cover. Again, that's PastorRick.com or text the word HOPE to 800-600-5004. And thank you so much for your support. Be sure to join us next time as we look into God's Word for our daily hope. This program is sponsored by Pastor Rick's Daily Hope and your generous financial support.